Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Back out to smart. Fakes the pass all the time. Three. Bang! It's William Strange. Mobs it up for Robert Williams. Hello and welcome to the Celtics Reddit podcast. It's Wayne Spoonie here. I am rolling solo and I'm here to talk about the biggest news in Celtics dumb. Luka Samanich is a Boston Celtic, baby. Yeah, right? That's all that's going on, right? <sighs> Fuck. <laughs> Remember when we were worried about Jalen Brown retweeting Kyrie Irving? Yeah, that was fun. I miss that those days. That feels like a month ago, but was like three or four days ago. So I'm rolling solo. I'm going to do a short one here. Uh, I don't want to beat all this stuff to death. Um, But I do want to talk about, in this first section, I want to take on some takes. I've seen some stuff from people with very strong opinions about this Ime Yudoka situation. And if you haven't heard, and for some reason, this is the only source of Celtics news you get, Ime Yudoka, the highly successful rookie coach of the Boston Celtics, was uh, a part of an internal HR investigation, probably run by outside legal counsel, into a potential affair with a subordinate staffer of the Celtics. Um, And it sounds like from the small amount of details we've gathered, we have, which is not a lot, That at some point, the Celtics asked him to stop. He did not. It sounds like maybe the subordinate also asked him to stop, and he continued to pursue her. Um, So this came out via a leak from Woj Wednesday, and the Celtics, I would imagine, already had a press... um, A press conference scheduled, ready to go. We're planning on releasing it to the public on Thursday. Uh, probably telling the team that morning uh, some of the details that they were permitted to discuss. So I think that was the plan. Investigation wraps up on Wednesday. They meet with the team Thursday morning and then immediately enter the press conference to announce the suspension and provide some detail. That did not happen because on Wednesday, someone leaked to Woj that Yudoka was getting suspended and 
it was a consensual relationship, which uh, I think from the way Brad and Wick were talking, we have some reason to doubt. So let me go to a Reddit comment here, or a Reddit post, I should say, from user Cock Adawak, uh, a great username. And this is titled, How Corporate HR Works. And I live in this world as well. Uh, so let's just say it's been a pretty frustrating couple of days listening to experts talk about how the Celtics should have done things and why they're doing things all wrong. Um, so this is a great post. If you know nothing about HR, if you know nothing about internal investigations or investigations conducted by a, a third party like a law firm, read this. It's pretty short. He does a good job of explaining why things have played out in the way they have. So check that out. So the first take I've seen, the Celtics, and let me just say, I'm not going to put anybody on blast. I'm not going to use usernames. These are just kind of takes I've seen by more than one person that I think are varying, varying levels of ridiculous. The Celtics should have given out less detail and kept this entirely hush hush and in house. Okay. Say they were able to do that. And then on Thursday, they announce, we'll say, one sentence press release. Ime Yoduka is suspended for a year. <laughs> you, what? <laughs> that would have been an absolutely fucking insane shitstorm. And everyone, everyone would have questioned Brad Stevens and Wick Grosvick's sanity for coming out of nowhere suspending Ime Udoka for a year and giving no details about it. Zero. So what do you get? What, what you just, then you just don't explain anything from then on and you expect Udoka and his camp aren't going to say anything. Then they can control the narrative and then you look even worse. And I think you at least owe some bit of transparency to your constituency, right? The fan base. Maybe not a lot. Maybe not a lot. But you're. it's almost akin to the cover-up is worse than the crime, right? It's like acting like something happened. We know something happened and he's suspended for a year. No further questions. Like that's just going to make things even worse than they are right now. And let me say this, there is no good way to handle a situation like this. This is way too high profile. It's the type of incident occurring in 2022 where we are in a a world where power dynamics against between genders in the workplace are highly scrutinized as they should be. Not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying it's the type of story that gets legs in 2022. This was always going to be a massive story. This was always going to be a huge undertaking. And the Celtics had to toe a very fine line of between giving no information. And the second take I've been frustrated reading, and that is the Celtics should have provided way more information be more transparent we have a right to know exactly what Udoka did so we can evaluate whether or not 
the Celtics response was appropriate. Okay. I got to read a comment from my guy, user Joe Jonesy. I always agree with his take. So it's no, no wonder I agree with this one. I think he's, he, he, he really lays the groundwork here for, for what's going on. He says, certainly the lack of transparency is frustrating from a fan's, fan's perspective, but like better than that, better that than have the private lives of the entire Celtic staff opened up for public consumption. The front office is making the best of a tough situation here, and I think they made the right choice both by taking a hard line with the full season suspension and keeping the details under wraps. I think he's spot on here, right? Fine line. You have to give enough information where you don't create the shit storm I just talked about where you provide absolutely no information, but... You don't want to give so much where you're violating the privacy of what I assume is a victim in this instance, right? Maybe she, maybe this relationship was consensual. Something went wrong at some point to get us to this point, right? And the way Brad and Wick were talking in that press conference, it sounds like she should be considered a victim. And I will say this. Even if this was fully 100% consensual, I still don't think the Celtics overreacted to this situation because the odds of it turning bad, really, it's just a matter of time until something like this blows up. I would argue that it's the inherent power dynamics between a high-profile, high-power head coach and someone who, according to ZMZ, books travel for the team is just going to lead to disaster. And frankly, I think you could make an argument is inherently coercive. Um, but I don't want to take agency away from the woman. Um, if it's, if it's truly a hundred percent consent consensual, well, guess what? It also leads to a toxic work environment because whether or not those two are copacetic and say they are, what about the coworkers who may have inklings or may find out about it? or may know, then they're put in a difficult position where, well, do I raise this with HR? Do I raise this with my boss? What if this person, you know, what if the woman that Ime was um, engaging in a relationship with gets promoted? Man, if I was a coworker and I knew my coworker was banging the boss and they got promoted, I'd probably think that had something to do with it. That is not a culture that you want to foster, especially in a high-profile basketball team, right? Where the media is just waiting to find a story to run with it. So even if this was fully consensual, especially if they asked him what they say is true and they asked him to stop in June and he did not, I think your suspension is absolutely, totally fine. I think it's completely reasonable. Which brings me to my next take that I want to talk about. The one-year suspension was too harsh. So the players, I thought media day was today. So you kind of got the inkling. The players, one, they don't really know what's going on, which look, again, I think makes sense, right? You do not want uninvolved parties to know about a confidential uh, a confidential investigation, right? Kind of makes it not confidential anymore if a bunch of people are told about it when they don't have a role in what actually happened, right? So 
there's value in protecting the organization, not putting these players in a diff- difficult situation. Like, hey, look, if Tatum knew everything, if Jalen Brown knew everything and they go to media day, do you really want to put these guys in a position where they either have to lie to the media or they have to draw very fine lines about what's appropriate to share and what's not? Hell no. They don't want to be in that position either. So telling them the bare minimum, telling them what the public is told, make sure they are never put in that position. It's the it's the best way to go about it. I mean, truly, and you protect the confidentiality of the victim and what may have happened to her, which is priority number one. Anyway, so the one-year suspension, too harsh. Players, I thought, came off like, we still support Eam. Ime is a person. I get it. I get it. They weren't privy to this, right? Um, they probably heard consensual on that first leak, probably haven't done a ton of the digging in. They're asked to take Brad at his word. This is all sort of theoretical for them. What's not theoretical is they just spent a year in the trenches with this dude who got him over the Easter Conference hump and was lauded as an excellent coach. So they have all that experience. I I am not surprised a meeting with Brad Stevens totally undermined all that, right? Especially when you're, they're mum on the details. Again, as they should be. Um, I'm just saying, I don't think it's super surprising how the players responded, right? He Their relationship with Ime is much more real and tangible to them than Brad saying, he did some bad stuff, but we can't tell you what it is. So I also think Marcus said it. I think the Celtics handled this the as best they could or, or great. I can't remember the exact quote. I probably should have grabbed that and thrown it up on the screen, but I didn't. Sorry. <laughs> um, so was the one year suspension too harsh? Again, I, I, I just went through why I don't think the one year suspension was too hard. I kind of jumped ahead of myself here, but that's, that's okay. It's just, I'm just out here. I'm spitballing baby. Um, again, you get into a relationship like this, it creates a toxic, horrible work environment for everyone, even if it's consensual. And then if it's not consensual, I think one year suspension is probably not harsh enough. He should probably be fired, maybe banned, maybe kicked over to I don't know, some other country where <laughs> Australia, right? That's where the Brits used to send <laughs> used to send their prisoners. Yeah, you getting them, Ben. <laughs> you boys are getting them. No. Um so I, I what are you gonna do? Suspend him for, for half a year when he completely disregarded an order, right, to stop the relationship. Um, and then it sounds like things got weird, inappropriate. I think a year is probably, I, I think he is going to be fired, frankly. They're just trying to figure out either if they can s- get into a settlement agreement with him in some way so they don't have to pay him the full amount of his contract, or there's, they're, the attorneys they hired probably in in cooperation with Mike Saron, who's the general counsel of the of the Celtics, right, the in-house attorney, probably doing a legal analysis to determine whether or not they have sufficient grounds to terminate for cause. So I've not seen Yodoka's contract. Um, 
obviously he's a contracted employee, so they can't fi- he's not an at will employee, so you can't just fire him, right? Can't just fire him. You need some sort of cause. In employment agreements I've seen generally it's vagueish terms like gross misconduct, things like that. You know, what does that mean? Okay, well, here's some case law, but you're never gonna find case law that's exactly on point. So it's a difficult situation. That's a very difficult decision to make. So I think the year suspension is a smart interim measure while they figure out whether they have grounds to terminate. So um, you got to get them out of the workplace, right? Obviously. Uh, So I think the year suspension makes a lot of sense in that scenario, right? Buys you some time. It's harsh. Um, I don't think too harsh, like I said, but... I just don't get, well, they were having a consensual relationship. Like, they're two adults. Like, fuck the Celtics. If the average Joe would be terminated for this on the spot, man. Like, (laughs) ignoring a request from your employer, like, uh, this is not appropriate. Okay, I'm still going to do it. Okay, you're fired. You know what I mean? Like this is I I just I I I do not understand. I here's here's I guess what I'll say. What I'm trying to get at is I think all of these takes, all this criticism directed at the Celtics is I don't want to say a coping mechanism, but it's a way the way we try to like conceptualize and trying to make some sense of, of what's going on. We sort of try to assign blame to different percentages of different parties involved, right? Okay, I get it. Here's how we should assign blame in this situation. 100% to Ime Yudoka. This undermines everything we heard about this guy last year it undermines it all for me i mean it really does all this like leader this is not what a leader does this is not like someone who is a player's coach you clearly weren't putting your players first because you were jeopardizing your relationship with them your trust with the organization your trust with the fans your trust with the employees you put your self-interest you put feeling good above everything most importantly he put it above his actual relationship with his actual fiance whom he has an actual kid with i mean a hundred percent of the blame should go to ime udoka we shouldn't be thinking did the celtics do this right did the what are the player like no this is udoka's fault period i think the celtics handled it about as good as you can considering the circumstances they have more information than we do um i, I think they did an excellent job here right like keep i've saw keep it they Celtics should have kept it more quiet apparently this has been going on for three months like it's a freaking miracle we're just hearing about it now so they kept it quiet until they were ready to the investigation concluded and they were ready to make a decision and then Udoka beat him to it, right? He Michael Scotted it. <laughs> He's controlling the narrative, right? He beat the Celtics to the narrative. Um, and and you can see people have clat, like latched on to the consensual relationship piece. And I guarantee you, if the Celtics were first, 
that wouldn't even have been a part of it. We wouldn't even be discussing consensual relationship. This entire discussion would be differently because we would have set the table with it was consensual and then it became not, which is what the seemingly the Celtics party line is like. And that's got a whole different context to people, whole different context. So, again, I want to turn to a, a Reddit comment by Jadamian Steinblent. Fuck Ime Udoka for putting the players in this position where now they have to answer a million questions about his behavior instead of focusing on basketball. And it's the first part of that I find such sage, sage. The first three words. Fuck Ime Udoka. This is on him. I don't necessarily feel too bad for the players, but I, I mean, I don't know how they couldn't feel betrayed in some capacity. But they're probably the least damaged out of this compared to his fiance. Maybe other employees who have been put in ridiculous situations. You never know. Like, you just don't know. Um, so, and just the team in general. Like, what an absolute ridiculous act by Yudoka. And again, it undermines everything about the man for me. Which brings me to what I want to talk about really quick. And that is our new head coach, Joe Missoula. I knew it was going to happen. The second I saw Brad was going to appoint um, Joe as the interim head coach, I, I knew exactly what was going to happen. So Joe and I share an alma mater. That would be West Virginia University. Joe is on maybe the most beloved modern West Virginia basketball team of, of, of all time. Uh, and that is... The 09-2010 Final Four team uh, that Joe was a starting starting point guard on that went to the Final Four, which is a friggin' let's just say WVU doesn't make a lot of Final Fours. We're pretty good. We're in the round of thir- 32, round of 16, uh, a few Elite Eights in the last 10 years, but um, just the one, well, not just the one, but that Final Four was really special, led by Deshaun Butler. Um, so I actually just want to show a really uh, that that run had a tragic event in it. Um, and I don't know if you've seen the clip, but Butler, the star player, I think he still got drafted like 16th overall by the Heat, but he injured himself in the tournament. And uh, Bob Huggins, our coach, legend Huggy Bear, just inducted to the B-Ball Hall of Fame, too, in Springfield, uh, ran on the court. And it was just a, a ridiculously great moment. So I'm going to play this here real quick for you. If I can figure it out. Oh my God, I'm bad at this. Okay. Yeah, so Butler just went up. Here, I'll... So, yeah, his knee buckles. And Huggins rushes out to the court, and he knows it's over for Deshaun. This is the final four game, last game of Butler's career. Butler's crying, he knows it's over, and then Huggy on the floor sort of 
caressing him, right? Showing, you know, just sad, tragic stuff. Well, Joe was on the court. There's Joe. <laughs> you can see Missoula right there. He was on the court for that. He was kind of one of the breakout stars of that uh, Final Four run for WVU. He had pretty. Um, he was a. It was a great defensive player, and then sort of a steady hand at point guard, like eight points, four assists a game. You know, nothing too crazy. But um, so I know a lot about Joe Missoula. I guess is what I'm getting at, and I knew his history and his background. Well before this all hit the fan. So the second he got appointed, I knew it was going to happen. I knew his arrests from college would get brought up. And let me just be perfectly clear. If people want to judge him and people want to say it's unforgivable to appoint that man as the head coach because of what he's done, domestic violence. Um, I believe he got in a scuffle with cops and he also got caught urinating in public. Like, all right, you know, compared to the other two, that's like <laughs> uh, really too bad. Right. You know, he was, I think he was at like a football game and he peed behind. Yeah. Stuff. I mean, come on. <laughs> but the other two, obviously absolutely terrible. Okay. I do not believe he was convicted for whatever that's worth. Um, I did that. That doesn't matter to me personally, whether he was convicted or not. I think he, I think he probably did it. I think he has, in effect, admitted such um, that he did do that. Uh, so, if people want to judge him and say it's unforgivable, and I will not support that man as the Celtics head coach, and frankly, I don't know if I want to watch the Celtics this year because he's the head coach. I will not begrudge, begrudge, begrudge you. There we go. Um, I get it. I do. In Joe's case, he had a drinking problem. No, I'm not giving this man any excuses. I don't think he would want an excuse. I think he owned up to it at media day today. He was, I guess, an alcoholic. He got help. He seems genuinely changed, like a different person. And he genuinely, truly regrets what he's done in the past. Maybe that's not enough for some people. And again, I would I would get it if that is not enough for you. I hope. I like to think people can truly change. Um, I think there's plenty of people who say they've changed. And it rings hollow and I don't believe them. Uh, Joe is not one of those people for me. So I, I you know, and I'm probably biased, right? But I'm not surprised where the conversation went. And again, I understand if people just are out on him as a person. I get it. He's You make a mistake that bad. You do something that bad. You have to live with the consequences for the rest of your life. And um, so I'm willing to support him. Uh, he has not had a transgression for over a decade now. Um, so I, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what he can do as a head coach. I believe he led the summer league team to that time to the finals where we got crushed by the Kings uh, in the finals. So 
That was a good performance. I trust him. I think he. everyone speaks extremely highly of his talents as a coach. Um, and I can tell you one thing. The Boston Celtics just gained uh, a ton of fans in West Virginia. I've had multiple people who never talk about basketball come up to me and say, Joe Missoula is going to be coaching the Celtics. Um, I know people who watch the Cavs games, Cleveland Cavaliers games, because Mike Gainsey, who's an XWVU player, is in their front office. He's not the GM. He's like an assistant GM. And people watch their games just because a WVU X player is in the front office. So um, the Celtics are going to gain a ton of friends, a ton of fans in, in West Virginia and amongst the alumni. I guarantee you. So uh, I think that's kind of a cool little wrinkle that's relevant to my life. But uh, anyway, again, I just want to make very clear. I This is not, from an optics standpoint, not ideal uh, that they appointed the guy with that in his past. That said, I think the Celtics made it very clear with how they handled the Udoka situation um, where the, where they stand on treatment of women in the workplace. And I think if they had any inkling Joe Missoula was the same person he was 12 years ago, he would have he would not have been employed for the last three, four years with the Celtics. So um, Joe is also the ping pong paddle guy with Romeo Langford. So, you know, another feather in his cap. Um, so anyway, that's, that's my take on Joe. Um, you know, I think if he has even an inkling, even a whisper of any wrongdoing, I will be out on him immediately. So, you know, it's like kind of the fool me once, like, but I think he's done enough to at least, that I'm willing to at least give him a chance. Anyway, okay. So very quickly, a couple things from Media Day. Let's get some fun stuff. Grant said his agent's working out an extension. Uh, I would just like to remind our listeners that Chris Forsberg and I, and I have a bet. Uh, one of us has to eat um, a uh, Vegemite sandwich on a live stream. <laughs> uh, if the other one is closer to Grant's extension, I'm at four for 60. He is at four for 56. And can I just say the dunk dong guys did mock rookie extensions and they had Grant getting 18 million a year. And they called me crazy for 15 million. You called me crazy for 15 million, but no, those guys, they do this for a living. They are saying 18. So, um, uh, it will be interesting to see if Grant does get the extension. Uh, and frankly, I'm willing to volunteer's tribute for Forsberg and eat the Vegemite sandwich for him if it means he'll just come on the pot again. <laughs> uh, I thought I really liked some of Malcolm Brogdon's um, comments about how he picked the Celtics. That that really, um, you know, that gets the juices flowing on. Uh, on media day, man, I'm ready to watch these guys play. Um, so yeah, I, there was a few other things, um, like the Rob stuff with his injury and how it was his decision. So 
Can people shut up about the Celtics making people play? And by the way, the the medical staff for the Isaiah stuff is not with the team anymore. It's an entirely different medical staff. So stop it. Stop it. Okay. Oh, big news. Big news. Peyton Pritchard said he'd love to do the three-point contest. So, you know, big deal. <laughs> anyway, all right. I'm I'm sure if you stuck with me for 32 minutes, I very much appreciate it. Uh, I don't think I... Um, before we go here, I'm going to run. We've got a message from my guy, Ben. Smooth Sack Summer is slowly coming to an end, fellas, and if you haven't been escaping for the summer sun, it's not too late to sweep your sack of those pesky pubes. As summer comes to an end and we enter fall, or autumn in Australia, keep your boys clean and fresh just in time for fresh ball fall. The leader in below-the-waist grooming is here to make sure your pubes feel smoother than a beach ball and smell fresher than your girl's pumpkin spice. Start the new season the right way and join over 6 million men, myself included, worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free shipping with the code CRPOD CR as in Celtic Reddit Pod at manscaped.com I know for me countless times whenever I've attempted to put in the effort to tidy up down there using non-manscaped products there's always been this feeling of risk and then sometimes that has actually eventuated in some very painful experiences but with Manscaped the confidence factor is extremely high the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0 has everything you need to keep your sweet sweet sack in check inside this package you'll find their lawn mower 4.0 trimmer weed whacker ear nose and hair trimmer which unfortunately i'm having to use more and more as i age i'm serious crop preserver ball deodorant which i should be using more crop reviver toner performance boxer briefs which are extremely comfortable and a travel bag to hold all of your goodies all of the above their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer features a cutting edge don't be alarmed by the term cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology the lawnmower 4.0 has a 7000 rpm motor a new multi-function on-off switch that can engage a travel lock and gives you the ability to turn the 4000k led spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave also did i mention the trimmer is waterproof as well so whether you're hopping in the shower or hitting up the lake this razor will devour even the strongest pubes now that your sack is smooth lather up with manscaped liquid formulations to get that fresh ball full freshness the crop preserver ball deodorant to stay cool in the heat their soothing aloe vera formula is the best in the business for below the waist freshness and the clear drying formula keeps your sack looking and smelling good manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their performance package 4.0 the manscaped boxes and the shed travel bag that'll bring your comfort to another level at home and on the go keep yourself groomed from head to toe with their shears 2.0 a luxury nail grooming kit this kit includes stainless steel nail cutters tweezers and grooming scissors with the performance package your balls will be ready to impress but make sure you cover the rest with the shears 2.0 so get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code crpod as in celtics reddit pod at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off your entire order plus free shipping anywhere in the world with the code crpod at manscaped.com keep things smooth and fresh as we say sayonara to smooth ball summer and enter fresh ball fall Thank you, Ben. Enter fresh ball fall, please, everyone. (laughs) I am. I'm there, baby. Um, Real quick, Jay Crowder, he's available. Don't see it happening. 
Um, the only way it makes sense is if we can trade Gallo's contract. Um, and that's not tradable until December 15th. And unfortunately, it uh, does not like look like that situation is going to work, take that long to work itself out. Um, I think Jay will probably be in pretty high demand. I hope he does not go to Miami because they desperately need him. Um, and he would really uh, help them out a lot. Very important piece for the playoffs. Um, so, yeah, the only other way you can trade for Crowder is if you want to give up an actual God's honest contributor, this team. And I'm not sure Jay's an upgrade on Grant Williams, <laughs> frankly, at this point. Uh, and I wouldn't want to trade Derek White for him. I think Derek White's part of what makes this defense special. Um, Jay can be a part of that too. Um, I just think that seems like a, I, I think Derek White's just a better player, frankly. Um, and certainly more offensively versatile. Uh, but I, I'd be willing to hear arguments on a White for Crowder swap. Uh, White makes, I think, a little more money, so we'd have to take something else back. But I'm sure we could find something. So unless you want to trade D. White, which, meh, I, you know, I don't. It, the idea would be to keep the core and then add talent, not shuffle the deck chairs around on the core. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think the Jay Crowder thing's happening, unfortunately, although he would be a very nice fit. Okay, with that, I appreciate all of you. If you made it this far with just me ranting and raving, I hope some of that made sense. I'm not sure it did, though. Uh, all righty. As always, um, check us out. Subscribe to the YouTube. I wrote something about Sam Hauser that was really stupid that you can read on my Medium. Uh, Wayne Spoonie on Medium. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter. Uh, we appreciate all the support from everybody. Thank you all so much. Spoonie out. Spoonie out.